How about them Cowboys? Welcome back to the latest and greatest episode of the Shaving Points Podcast. My name is Jaden May. You can find me on Twitter at jmay56. Joined, as always, by my co-host, Philly native, Quentin Crisco. How are we doing tonight, Quentin? Go Birds. Doing one- I'm doing wonderful, Jay. I, uh, I am up two-tenths of a unit this past week, so I'm feeling, I'm feeling in the money, you know, I'm feeling good about it. College football kept me on the green. Yeah. Oh, so with college, I'm probably up a little more than NFL last week. I've got you at three and four, down 1.3 units. I'm at three and three, up 0.2 units. I also have our college numbers here. On the season, you are eight and three. This doesn't include week zero because I didn't get those bets down. And I've got you up 5.1 units. I am seven and five and up 1.6 units. Let's go. For the record, but not official record, I put way too much money on the Cowboys to cover versus the Giants. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking good there. Yes, yeah, so you're feeling it. Yeah. Feeling the juice. I like feeling it. the juice. Yeah, I love it. What are your biggest takeaways from week one in the NFL? Sloppy? The world's over. Every quarterback on earth is terrible except for Dak Prescott and who else performed well? Jordan Love evidently is great. Dak Prescott did not perform well. Oh, well, excuse me. He was 12 for like 21 for 148 yards and a 40 to nothing victory with no touchdown. Okay, so that just leaves Jordan Love. Jordan Love is the new best quarterback on earth, and everyone else stinks at football. Tua. Um, yeah, Tua. Tua. Okay, Tua. Tua is leading the clubhouse leader for MVP votes right now. Patrick Mahomes yeah, is still great, go. but nobody can catch the ball. Yeah. I only judge quarterbacks by EPA for playing according to EPA. Patrick Mahomes sucks, so that's it. But close. Yeah. <laughs> Dak had some drop issues as well. Ferguson had four drops in the game. He did hit City Lamb down the sidelines for a nice little 40-yard gain at one point, but the weather is measurable, and the Cowboys defense had already had 14 points in the first three minutes of the game, so he didn't really have to do much there. It worked out for him. It definitely worked out for the Cowboys. Yes, fine. Anthony Richardson looked good. Yeah, yeah. Much better than I thought he would look as a passer. He didn't really have to run the ball. I think that he's a guy who's going to do well. It's just like a within that Steichen offensive, like hit it or run. I think that's something he can very well do. I think he looked best out of all the rookies, honestly. Probably. Probably because he had the best line. Rush Young had some happy feet. That that Texans offensive line missing all those starters is brutal. I think they'll both be all right. This could be a very good rookie class of quarterback going forward in the future. And I tried to tell everybody all summer that Josh Allen is closer to Dak Prescott than he is Patrick Mahomes, though. Age is like fine wine. Yeah, it's weird. So I gave leeway, I guess, with Josh Allen of like the injury last year. I thought that was, you know, enough to say Josh Allen's issues last year. I can write enough of them off with the injury. He, his short accuracy went out the window when his elbow went and it was just, all right, well, I got to chuck it deep all the time. Yesterday, he looked like he was still playing with that injury. Just saying, I'm going to chuck it deep all the time. I'm going attack mode. He was ordering on Jay Cutler yesterday. So that's not good, even if he is the greatest Chicago Bears quarterback of all time. It's not what you want to strive to be. I think Josh Allen will bounce back, though. I think he'll figure it out. And then other quarterbacks who struggled. You have Joe Burrow, 
who expected that? I knew he, I knew he was hurt in camp. I knew he didn't play at all in preseason. But to get, I mean, pretty much shut out Cleveland, that and a, a defense that I think is much improved in Cleveland, but shutting out Joey B, that's eighty-four yards, not good. Yeah, I mean that is shockingly poor. I mean he started slow last year too, so. We'll see what happens there. They started 0-2 last year. They went, what, 14-1 down the stretch. I'm not too terribly worried about that, but I am worried about the Josh Allen thing because, I mean, he was fumbling, and he was – he just did not – I mean, he just looked all out of sorts. And I mean, the Jets' defense is really good, but you can't lose that game after Aaron Rodgers goes down in the first three plays of the game. He was trying to do it all himself, and he needs to not do that. At a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter, all you have to do is – close it out and you let Zach Wilson march down the field, throw a terrible ball to Garrett Wilson and Garrett Wilson it's just incredible and just says I'm going to catch it anyway very excited moving forward obviously Cowboys look fantastic but I am still worried about that offense moving forward Jalen Hurts showed obvious regression in week one and it is week one but I mean when you look at the division right now Hard to hard to bet against the Cowboys in that NFC East. Yeah, very hard to. New England Patriots look good. Matt Jones kind of slinging that rock. Offensive coordinators kind of matter. Yeah. If you, if you weren't aware. Maybe they don't matter, but having an offensive coordinator calling the offense as opposed to a defensive coordinator calling the offense matters. Wait, what, what if he's a rocket sign? I don't think that hurts. That, that hurts? Oh boy! I was, I was Patriots assume. got it wrong last year. Then, yeah, very much so with their with their quarterback. Anything else you want to talk about in Week One, college or NFL? Maybe not college. Texas Tech ripped my heart out, and the Chicago Bears Things ripped my heart out the very next day. Whatever was left of it, which was probably still quite a bit. What happened to you is what I was worried about happening to me. Luckily, yeah. it hasn't happened yet. Lucky for me, I don't have any Super Bowl or really even playoff aspirations for the Bears this year. I was just hoping for competency. Oh, man, it was the Packers, too. I mean, you want to beat the Packers. Yeah. yeah. Well, after I haven't beat them since 2018, so was that five years? Just bring back Levy Smith. It's just not a rivalry anymore until the Bears get serious. The Bears aren't serious football people. They're just not. They get an offensive line in there. Yeah, that might help. That and a few other things. <laughs> DJ Moore kind of looked good when he got the ball. Yeah, his two targets were really fun. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right. You want to just move on to this slate? Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Okay. We'll start off talking that Thursday night football game. For everybody at home, hopefully you're listening to this Thursday morning, Wednesday night. We have the Minnesota Football Vikings going to the Philadelphia Football Eagles. Going to the Link, Lincoln Field, right? Lincoln Memorial Field, Lincoln Center, Lincoln Financial. Got it. The Link at the Big Apple there in Philadelphia. Yeah, Vikings didn't look good. Philly looked good for about half a quarter and then... Basically kept telling the Patriots, like, hey, we know it's Tom Brady night. Like, come on, come win this game for Tommy B. And Patriots just refused to win that game. They couldn't get their feet in bounds. They couldn't get first downs. But, I mean, Philly did everything they could to give up that game. And Vikings, I don't know what happened there. I mean, Bucks, Bucks are a good team. I mean, 
They've been a solid team for the past three years. Really good defense. Like, really good defense. Defense really has been there aggressive. the whole time. It was never, never talked about during the Tom Brady era, but very good defense. Good wide receivers. Still can't run the football, but hey, who needs to run the football when you get Baker Mayfield and Mike Evans? Am I right? They especially can't run the football, and you're right. Who needs a run game when you got Baker Mayfield? A Baker scorn. A Baker scorn. Vikings didn't look good in that game. We got a seven-point spread in this Thursday night showdown. Do you have this game? I do not, but if I did, I would be on Philly to cover them. Okay. Well, I do have this game, and bet is locked in. I got Vikings plus seven here. I don't think Philly looked that great. Um, that not-so-great Patriots offense kind of torched them a little bit at times, and I'm looking at that Vikings offense. Alexander Madison did not look good at all, but I mean, Jordan Addison had a touchdown. Justin Jefferson very quietly had like 11 catches for like 180 yards. Yeah. And nobody talked about it because Tyree Kill went nuclear. Very, very good offense. And I mean, I think I think Vikings can keep this close and we'll see what the that Philly offense can do versus a, a defense that's probably not as good as the Patriots. But I like Vikings to keep this close and cover that seven. The big spread in the NFL. Seven points is a lot of points. I don't think the Vikings are that bad. I don't know how many games the Vikings will win this year, but I think they'll play in a lot, a lot of close games. So at seven points, at worst, I think I push right here, but I, I, I think we can cover this, cover this number, boy. Yeah, I can see it. Go, like, that's why I stayed awake, so I could see it going either way. But if push came to shove, I'd be on Philly mainly because they have a really hard time betting on teams who don't have good solutions at cornerback and the Vikings just do not have many answers at cornerback which means that Kirk Cousins is one interception away from it being a multi-score game um yeah. that, that's really the only reason why why I would be on Philly and really because I think Philly's Philly's receivers can go to town at the Vikings corners yeah do, does Philly have good receivers yeah, Devonta Smith's pretty good, and AJ Brown's. Oh yeah, good. oh yeah. What about Dallas Goddard? Zero targets, zero catches. Tight end. I don't really care. <laughs> Tight end. All right, moving on. Next game on the slate here, we have the Baltimore Ravens going all the way across the country to the Cincinnati, Ohio Football Bengals. A Cincinnati team that looked god-awful week one. Baltimore team that really didn't look great. Kept that Texans team in that game till the very end, and they kind of pulled away. Uh, two teams that underperformed, but Baltimore got their win. Cincinnati got destroyed. Three point, three and a half point spread here. Bengals are favored. Who do you got in this game? Or do you have this game? Oh, I've got this game. I've got two bets on this game. So, let me preface this with saying, in his career... John Harbaugh is 43-25-5 as a road dog. Further, 43-25-5 as a road dog. No, he likes he likes, he likes being a road dog. Beyond that, he is 16-8-1 as a road dog in division. These are against the spread, by the way. So these, are, these aren't win-loss. This is against the spread. No. John 16, Harbaugh, 8, not as good. road dog. John Harbaugh Road Dog is one of the best bets in the NFL. Three and a half is one of the best numbers you get. I I'm on the Ravens. 
Ravens cover the spread. Ravens plus three and a half. That just seems obvious to me based on the history. And I'm also on the under 46 and a half. Two two offenses that were, oh, maybe it's a rat line. I don't care. I'll go down with it. But on the under, two offenses that didn't have their footing last week. Maybe they find it this week. Maybe they don't. I like both their defenses. So even if they do, I think that number got shot. Yeah, so this is the rattiest rat lineup that's ever ratted uh, so far and the long two weeks of the NFL season. I'm taking Bengals minus three and a half. Um, yeah, I just don't think they play that bad again. Joe Burrow is very, very good. I trust Joe Burrow to get that offense fixed before the Ravens get their offense fixed. So for that reason, I think the Bengals can play good defense and I could see Bengals coming out and Joey B and Jamar Chase just going off this game. So yeah, I got Bengals minus three and a half. Um, I don't, I don't care about the history of, of Harbaugh. I mean, I think this is a, I think this is just a, a Joe Burrow. I'm still him game. I'm, I'm putting my Joe Burrow still him stamp of approval on this game and taking Bengals minus three and a half. Maybe it will be, but two of my number one rules in sports gambling are John Harbaugh road dog plus three and a half and when you hit two of the number one rules for sports gambling you gotta do it no you gotta can't pass all right uh, we'll move on to our next game here we have the indianapolis football colts going all the way downtown charlie brown to houston texas h time we have a showdown of rookie quarterbacks in the division indy Andy was one of my a bad beat for me last week, man. I Andy Andy should have was easily it? covered that game. Really? Because I was on yeah. da- I was on the Jag. Oh, you were. <laughs> I was a bad sure beat. Should have. Oh. I mean, there was fluky stuff all over that game in Indy's favor. It was a bad beat. All right, um, <laughs> but anyway. Indy should have covered last week. Um, but Indy at Houston showed out a rookie quarterbacks. D'Amico Ryans versus Shane Steichen. Uh, two rookie quarterbacks, two rookie head coaches with Anthony Richardson and CJ Stroud. So who do you like in this game? I mean, we are living by the motto, do not sleep on the Texans this year. I'm taking Texans money line. Home in division dog. One and a half and point I, spread, by the way. Yeah. I've got more stats for you. Home dogs in division, less than three points, 53% win rate over the last five years. So, light number, but you got the number on your side. I, I liked the fight in Houston last week, even though they haven't scored a touchdown yet. I don't think that I don't think Indy's defense is going to be close to Baltimore's. I think that they're it's going to be a tight game, but I think the home field advantage and I I, I think there's a coaching advantage here. I I think D'Amico Ryan's is going to have a coaching edge over Shane Steichen and put uh, Anthony Richardson in some situations that they might not be. Yeah, Bobby Trees looked good last week. Uh, we need, we need to get Nico Collins going to that offense. We need to get. Dalton I think she ended up with like 80 yards. Nico Collins. Oh, yeah. Um, 
I just, I mean, I was watching Red Zone, so I only saw bits and pieces. I haven't really, didn't really get a chance to break down the box score and stuff. But yeah, I like the fight of Houston week one. I don't think Indy's nearly as good as Baltimore, but I think Baltimore also played a bad game. I do, I do like Baltimore for this season. I like Anthony Richardson a lot, but yeah, give me CJ Stroud and D'Amico Ryan's in this game as well. I don't have it bet, but if I were, if I were to be on this game, I'd be on Texas. Well, so I agree with you there. Can't sleep on them. Can't sleep on them. All right, next up we have Green Bay going to Atlanta. Green Bay after just demolishing uh, Q's old team, the Bears, before he moved and became a, a fighting Philly fan. Going going all the way down, going all the way down to Chi Town, the Atlanta Falcons. Do you have this game? Oh, I got it. I got this game too. So I'll start out here. Uh, Falcons look pretty good week one. Not great, but I think Desmond Ritter just, he, he, he's the same Desmond Ritter he was at Cincinnati. Uh, nothing has changed, but he takes care of the ball. Um, I don't know if we need to send out a memo to coaches, but I mean, if you use a top 15 draft pick on a running back who only has like a four year shelf life anyway, what's the point of not giving him the damn ball? Atlanta Falcons, Detroit Lions, what the hell are we doing? I mean, David Montgomery got twice the amount of carries as Jameer Gibbs in the Lions game and had like seven more yards total with 12 more carries. It was absolutely outrageous. And then you go look at the Falcons game. Tyler Algier had more carries than Bijan, even though he actually had a pretty good game. But still, what are we doing here? Anyway, I digress. Falcons, give me plus two. I think they're going to be able to run the ball, control the clock in this game. I like their defense a lot. Jesse Bates looked absolutely fantastic for them last week. Home game versus mm-hmm. the Packers. I think Packers are getting propped up a little bit because I don't think the Bears. I think the Bears played an absolute shit game. And so I think Packers are getting way more love than they should be. So, yeah, give me give me no lie. You here. One of the worst coach games I've ever watched as a fan of a team who watches a lot of poorly coached games. <laughs> yeah. But Falcons money line. Yeah, I mean, I'll probably take over the money line too. I'm just, I usually only give out spread pick, but yeah. I mean, yeah. No, I mean, plus 106, so you're not getting a lot of juice there, but a home dog, a narrow spread, one of these has got to hit. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, I, I, I like I like Falcons plus too. Uh, kind of like the under in that game too, but uh, I thought about just, that. But I'm gonna leave it at that for now. Uh, totals at forty and a half. So, also, fun note: Atlanta's defensive coordinator has been Green Bay's defensive back coach for the last like four years. Before this. Also, fun note: Jesse Bates is fantastic. Daddy is Master Bates. Daddy is- Daddy's Master Pate. That's <laughs> <laughs> a hell of a name. <laughs> All right, moving on. We have the Kansas City Chiefs after a very poor performance. Not even a poor performance, just lousy performance, I guess. I mean, Patrick Mahomes looked great. The defense looked the all defense right. defense played well for no Chris Jones. And Chris Jones coming back this week after a really weird contract situation mm-hmm. 
ended up signing for basically like what the franchise tag would be on a one-year deal. That like a lot of incentives. Incentive written big time. And the incentives were basically to like pay his fines. I don't know. It was weird, weird deal. But um, so they should have him and Kelsey back this week going all the way down to Jacksonville. Play the Jacksonville Jaguars who look pretty good week one. Trevor Lawrence. Everybody loves Trevor Lawrence. I got the over in the game. I have over uh, 51. Getting Travis Kelsey back, I think, is going to be huge for that Chiefs offense. Um, it should open up a little bit. Uh, Rice looked really good for him last week. I think Kelsey coming back is just going to open up, open him up even more. He Darius Tony is wide ass open all over the field. Um, I know he didn't catch anything, but I'm just going to chalk that up to being an anomaly. I mean, the dude was wide ass open all night. I guess a pretty good Detroit secondary, I would say. So, well, I mean, rumor has it that he does not have hands, which I mean, would really might. hurt his career. Yeah, I mean, if he, if he, if he doesn't have hands, maybe sucks. But <laughs> Travis Kelsey coming back is going to open that open that offense wide up. Oh, another team. While we're on the conversation, running backs. Fucking Clyde Edwards-Alaire, are you serious? Over Pacheco? He's back. Is he? He's still <laughs> terrible. It's that contract year, man. I, I was surprised he even made the team, honestly. And then he got way more snaps than Pacheco, and I'm like, what are we doing here, guys? But, yeah, I, I'm taking over in that game. I like both teams' offense quite a bit. Calvin Redley looked fantastic. Um, can, can we throw the ball to Christian Kirk like one or two times, please? Yeah, that's kind of hurt. That fantasy take is kind of hurting right now, but like, I still I, don't I, trust Ridley to stay healthy for a full season until I see it. So, and my take wasn't necessarily that Ridley wasn't going to be good; it was that Christian Kirk was still going to be Christian Kirk, and. I don't even know. Evan Ingram? Zay Jones got a lot of targets. Yeah. Fuck, what are we doing here, guys? But, yeah. Uh, if, if week one is any indication of how this season is going to go, I'm going to have the worst fantasy season of my entire life. Hmm. I'll say yeah. that right now. Yeah. But um, I don't think anybody really had good fantasy week. Yes, you said over 51 on KC Jacks. I can get with that. Like, a Jags defense ain't, ain't all that good. Like, they looked better than they had. Like, Trayvon Walker was actually showing some good stuff in that game. But, Number one I mean, pick. Indy was still scoring plenty. So, so uh, I, can, I can only imagine Casey's going to do the same. Yeah. And next up here, I've got San Francisco 49ers. Going into the, I don't remember what that stadium's called. The one with the, where, where the game is broadcast on the roof in LA. Going into the Rams house. Yeah, SoFi. Rams house. San Francisco 49ers, LA Rams. Matt Stafford looked good. I got to eat my I've words. been telling you. Hey, I wasn't at camp. Oop. I didn't see him throwing. I don't know. I'm Puka Laduka. Based on what we've seen. <laughs> Puka Laduka. What's his name? That rookie from Puka Nakua. 
Yeah, I was. He was one of my. He was one of my deep sleepers in fantasy. God, I mean, look damn good. We fun. Yeah, he was one of my deep sleepers. So there Jefferson? was a lot to like with him in that offense. Um, Aaron Williams, the offensive line looked confident. I'm like, so jealous. Yes, contenders. I'm so jealous of the team that has Sean McVay. He put up 30 points with a team that is like superiorly less talented than the Chicago Bears. Just like nothing. Gets, gets a team that's better, in my opinion, than the Packers. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I don't know. But good? I don't think they can do that against San Fran. I think San Fran's going to keep the ball on the ground all the game because why would they throw when the Rams are just Aaron Donald? Give me the under 44. Oh, under 44. I like that. Um, also, historically, Sean or uh, Sean McVay cannot beat. Is it Sean McVay can't beat Kyle Shanahan or Kyle Shanahan can't beat Sean McVay? I can never remember. Pretty sure pretty sure McVay can't beat Shanahan. Yeah, I think it's McShay can't beat Shanahan. McVay. McVay, yeah. not McShay. Bob McShay has nothing to do with this, ladies and gentlemen. But, yeah, I'm, I'm not taking this game, but if I were, I like that under. But maybe I don't. <laughs> I know. Unders are lame and boring, and that's who I am. I love my unders. All right. Well, I don't I don't know who's tanking for Caleb Williams at this point because the Cardinals fought to the very end. Yeah. And then the Rams just went out there and just beat the shit out of them. Yeah. I mean, the Rams just, they oh, took right. it to the Seahawks. Yeah, they just absolutely beat shit out. I mean, is it? Is the Bears going to get first and second pick with uh, their pick in Carolina? And then they can just take both Drake May and Caleb Williams and keep uh, Justin Fields and just say, hey, one of y'all, one of y'all be good, please. Three quarterback rule. New three quarterback rule. Watch yeah. out. That's what we're doing. Got a, got a first down quarterback, second down quarterback, and third down quarterback. <laughs> it's, a, it's a foolproof plan. Yeah. But yeah, I don't I don't know I don't know who wants Caleb Williams at this point because I mean I thought for sure it was gonna be a race between the Rams and Cardinals and both teams look confident. So uh moving I on I think the Cardinals are gonna I think they'll fall back well little. I think that was a week one like win one for the Oops. giver type thing and that defense looked good. Think it'll last. I mean I think what is oh, really gonna Yeah. Sam Howell is the other best quarterback on the planet. How did we forget about that? He should have been the number one overall pick. Yeah, five years ago. Um, <laughs> and we'll move on to our next game here. We have Miami Dolphins going across the pond to England, the new the new one, <laughs> and Gillette Stadium, two and a half point spread, Dolphins Patriots. Who do you like here? Or do you like anybody here? I didn't bet it, but I didn't realize it was two and a half. I mean, ooh. like, I like Miami at two and a half, but ooh. also I'm sketched out by it. Yeah, I, I'm taking Patriots here. Patriots plus two and a half at home. Miami coming up to them. I thought Patriots looked good in week one uh, out, outside of that, those early mistakes and big plays. Got it, Philly had on them. Uh, I love, I love the Patriots in this spot after 
Dolphins going all the way across the country to LA, and then coming back to Miami, and then going up the East Coast. And probably an emotionally sure. tolling game, too, and a physically tolling game. Like, they ran a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so, yeah, I, I like the Patriots here. I think the Patriots are going to be a good team. I think they're going to compete for that division. So, yeah, I like Patriots plus two and a half in this game. Give me, give me Patriots plus two and a half. Probably sprinkle the money line there, too. I think I'll change my lean. I think I'm with you. My lean is on Patriots. I think that there, there's too much tolling on the, on Miami right after that that last game, and all the travel that goes with that, and to go away away game again, especially with the Patriots coming off a close loss that they probably had chances to win. I, yeah. I think I'm with you. Oh yeah. All right. Um, for the next game we have here, we have. Zachary Wilson, the Mormon, going all the way down to Irving, Texas. Take on Micah Parsons. Are we sure it's not going to be the Jets? We don't know. Demarcus Lawrence. Stephon Gilmore. Trevon Diggs. They're going to kill this kid. Give me They're Cowboys. Gonna beat him to death with that chain you got. Yeah. Give me Cowboys. Minus nine and a half. Hammer it. I'm putting two units on this. I I think Cowboys defense can score 21 in this game. And the the only thing that scares me is that the Jets defense might also be able to score 21. <laughs> so yeah. we'll see. But yeah. Uh, yeah, give me Cowboys in this game. I mean, coming off a huge win. Uh, I was really nervous about this game uh, about 24 hours ago. And now that Aaron Rodgers, the bad man, is gone. Yeah, we're going to kill Zach Wilson. <laughs> like, I don't know. You got your chain handy? Yeah. We, we got to show, show the people this chain. Yeah, it's Cowboys time. I'm I'm on it. Cowboys minus nine and a half. Get it. Cowboys minus nine and a half. I mean, I don't think in recent history we've seen a better defensive defensive performance in week one. Um I don't I don't remember the Ravens in two thousand one or the Buccaneers in two thousand. Or even Denver and like 14. Seattle. The 06 Bears rain. might have been up there. They beat Green Bay like Our 30 opening to week. zero. Yeah, they beat Green Bay like 30 to zero and there were yeah. defensive touchdowns in there. Yeah, I mean. So, uh, did you watch the game? Uh, No, I, I watched okay. parts of it, but I was so mentally dra- and emotionally drained. I just. Yeah, so open and drive. Yeah, I couldn't even. I couldn't even. I was on full white girl status. Yeah, the opening drive, Saquon has like seven carries for like 56 yards. They walk right down the field, get to the 17-yard line-ish. And then they're like, okay, we're going to throw with Daniel Jones. It did not work. Um, and then the good old Pete Carroll. Yeah, they, they, they tried three passes. Then they're like, we'll just settle for a field goal. We just walked down the field. This defense ain't shit. It gets blocked. Go gets blocked. Return for a touchdown. They're like, okay, 
Well, now we're down seven. So we're going to come out this next drive and we're really going to give it to them. We're going to throw the ball. Sack, sack, sack. Uh, three it out. They punt. Uh, I think shortly after that, Cowboys, Cowboys either go three and out. Yeah, Cowboys either go three and out or go kick a field goal. Or I think they missed a field goal. Anyway, New York gets the ball right back. And they're like, you know what we'll do? Run is working great. So let's pass the ball. First pass, pick six, touchdown. Down 14, nothing, 17, nothing at that point. And then from there, I mean, <laughs> the train really came off the tracks for him. Um, the only thing that Cowboys defense was missing was like a big presence in the middle of it. And they got that in Mozzie Smith. Like they are a yeah. dominant unit now. It was, I mean, at the end of the game, you had guys try to guess the snap count just to break the sack record. Like Sam Williams was like a whole half second early on one of the snaps. And they didn't even call unabated to the quarterback. They just let Daniel Jones get absolutely crushed. Like one of the biggest hits I've ever seen. And he was maybe three feet away from Daniel Jones by the time the ball even hit his hands. It just killed him. Like they didn't even stop the play. They're like, fuck it. <laughs> like, dude, let, I'm, let so, it go. I'm so happy for you that you have this defense. Like, I, I can't even explain it, but like having a great quarterback is obviously like the thing that everyone wants and you need, but like there is nothing more fun in football than watching your team just morally destroy an opponent with their defense. Like I've seen yeah. it multiple times in Chicago. It's resulted in zero Super Bowls for me. The one was before I was alive, but yeah. like it is so much fun to watch. It's so enjoyable. Yeah, I mean... I just hope they can keep it up. I mean, Stefan Diggs out there. Stefan, or not Stefan Diggs. Uh, Stefan Gilmore was out there like laying the hat in year 15, 14, whatever year he's in. I mean, he was he was hitting people. He had an incredible interception that I don't even know how. I still don't know how he caught it. Uh, Trevon Diggs had two forced fumbles. I mean, he was Peanut Tillman out there, man. Yeah. He was like going up behind people and just poking that ball out two different times. Incredible. And then... Micah Parsons was doubled four times, and every single time he was doubled, Cowboys got a stack. So it's like, what are you going to do in that yeah. situation? Uh, Adigazui, look, they have Adigazui on the outside now. They took him out of the inside. Uh, Where he belongs at 280 pounds. Dude, he he was killing uh, that, that first-round pick they took a couple years ago. Andrew Thomas. Evan Neal or Andrew Thomas? Thomas? Really? Andrew Thomas, yeah. He beat him three times. Um, yeah. And then... Uh, Evan, yeah, Neil was getting destroyed by Demarcus Lawrence and Micah Parsons just consistently. Uh, Micah Par- it was the least amount of snaps Micah Parsons has played since he's been a starter in the Cowboys rotation. They were just rotating him out and giving him rest constantly the whole game and still dominant everywhere. It was it was one of those games where it's like probably never see anything like that again this year for the Cowboys, but damn, dude, what a good start. Absolutely. Yeah, it's exciting. I love good defense. Yeah. Cowboy, the, I had the over in that game. The over was 44 and a half, and we didn't hit it. When we had we had three missed field goals, so that was a Tough time to be a Giants fan. Yeah, I mean, I think the Giants will be all right this year, man. It was just everything that could go wrong went wrong for them. Yeah. Good thing is Saquon looked good. Daniel Jones looked good running the ball. Um, and I don't think that offensive line is going to be that bad. I mean, it was it was just pure dominance. Like, I don't know what else you should do. 
I mean, and then Micah Parsons even like went out on a pod, uh, I don't know if he has his own podcast or what platform he was on, and he was talking shit about Brian Dayball basically being like, "What are you doing, leaving your franchise quarterback out there who you just gave forty million dollars a year to, and every single every single one of your O linemen's getting beat by rotation guys." I mean, we had the we had our second unit in midway through the third quarter and they were still getting to Daniel Jones every single play. Like, I don't get it. And then there's a hilarious clip where the announcer's talking and he was like, yeah, you got to give credit to Daniel Jones here. Uh, has the guts stay out there saying, this is my team. I'm going to lead this team. The very next play, Sam Williams just flies off the edge and kills him. And it was just like, what are we doing, man? But yeah, I, I think the Giants will be fine. It was... It was one of those things. One team played their best ball, and the other team played their worst ball. Yeah, I'm, I think they'll be fine this season, though. Yeah, see it. Uh, you want to get to some college, and then maybe touch on a little fantasy talk after that. Yeah, I'm um, just going through. Is there any games that we missed that you want to talk about? Um, Bears Bucks. I'm just staying the fuck away. Like. Yeah. I have no idea. Like I, I watched the All Twenty Two with the Bucks Minnesota game. I have no idea what to think of them. They spent the whole first half trying to force the football to their tight ends because they wanted to do everything out of twelve and thirteen personnel. Which is why, if you're a fantasy football Mike Evans owner, you were sweating the entire first half wondering why Mike Egg had a goose egg. Yeah. Um, so I, 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 they can't really run the football. I, but their defense is disgustingly good and crazy with the blitz schemes that they're doing like that top bulls has a squad there on defense and yeah. who knows what the bears can do. I mean, that JTO Sullivan just put it, put out a video trashing the entire coaching staff for what they did Sunday, which is awesome. You should go watch it. But like it, I, I, I don't know if I can have any confidence in this coaching staff until they prove it to me again. So like it's I stay far away from that game. I, I don't know what to think far away. Uh, the only other game I wanted to talk about is Seattle Seahawks at Detroit Lions. Uh, Detroit coming off a big time week one win against Kansas City. Probably one of their biggest wins in franchise history. Is that is that too probably. bold to say? Um, in my and, life, probably. Yeah, and you have a Seattle team that got embarrassed by the Rams. I kind of lean in Seattle in that game, plus five yeah. and a half. Um but yeah, that's really the only other game I want to. Me, it would on. depend on what on the status of their tackles. Because I oh. I actually did bet Seattle last week, but then I didn't make it public because I was once I learned about the tackles, I was like, oh no, never mind. I didn't realize this. Um and that's a big difference. Like missing yeah, you your left and right tackle hurts a lot. <laughs> yeah. Uh Gino didn't look great, but uh, I think this is a classic case of you're never as good as your last one, and you're never as bad as your last loss. And I think five and a half points is just way too much for a team that has as much talent as the Seattle Seahawks has. And with a coach as good as uh, Pete Carroll's proven to be in the NFL. So I'll probably probably lean towards Seattle that game, but I, I'm, I'm not going to touch it because I think if the Lions just run Jameer Gibbs, they're going to be pretty unstoppable. So, but... If they don't, then, I mean, they should have ran away with that game in Kansas City. Every time Gibbs touched the ball, I mean, he was electric, and he ended up with, like, five carries. It made no sense. Made no sense. But, but 
David Montgomery did make a game-saving block on the last draft. They wouldn't have needed a game-saving block if they had Jameer Gibbs in the whole game because they'd have a 28-point That lead. might be – that's probably true. That's probably true. I'm just saying that's why he's out there. Uh, I, You know I'm not sitting here standing for David Montgomery, but it's – the pass blocking is what keeps him on the field. Either that or they're just like, we, we invested way too much in this guy to play him, so we're just yeah. going to sell his jersey. Yeah. So um, – you want to do fantasy talk or you want to jump into college first? Let's roll through our college picks quick because neither of us have like a strong, super strong opinion on this week's and then get to fantasy. Yeah. yeah so, I mean, I, I've done good on college football this week. This is the least confident I've felt so far. But um, a team that I've been betting and I'm going to keep betting until they prove me wrong. I'm going Notre Dame minus 34 versus Central Michigan. Notre Dame has a very hard schedule this year. I said it last week. They're they're gonna need to put up big time. They're gonna need to put up big top numbers against some of these lesser teams because whenever they start playing uh, some of the more difficult people on the schedule, they gotta be able to hoard a loss. So give me Notre Dame minus thirty four. Uh, next up, I have Tulane minus thirteen. They played pretty good against Ole Miss last week. I think they're a good team, uh, and so it's Southern Miss. So I think they might be one of the better group of five teams this year. So give me Tulane minus thirteen in that. LSU, Mississippi State, over 54 and a half. Just feels like an over game. Um, LSU bounced back pretty good after that uh, not so great week one performance. So uh, Jaden Daniels kind of got it going there for him. So yeah, I like that over 54 and a half. Next up, I have UTSA minus eight versus Army going against the troops there. Uh, UTSA looked a lot better than they looked against Houston week one last week. So I like that. But uh, Jeffrey Trailer there at UTSA, that coach. Probably the future Texas Tech head coach if uh, Jerry Maguire doesn't get his shit together. So I like that a lot. UTSA minus eight versus the Army. And then you actually convinced me of this before the pod. I don't really know much about it, but I needed an extra play. So taking Syracuse minus 25 at Purdue. And that'll, that'll be my college slate. Notre Dame minus 34. Tulane minus 13. LSU, Mississippi State over 54 and a half. UTSA minus eight. Syracuse minus two and a half at Purdue. Did you hear my horn? I vaguely heard it. It was kind of quiet, but I heard it there at the end. How about now? I heard that one. Okay. That's the uh that that's the double bet where you and I both have it. So <laughs> Syracuse minus two and a half. Purdue has not covered the spread at home since 2021. They didn't do it once in 2022. Haven't done it yet. Counting on I'm not doing it. Um, Pitt, West Virginia. This one's a sicko one, but over 50 and a half. Penn State, Illinois, over 48 and a half. And then got another one. LSU, Mississippi State, over 54 and a half. I'm with you on that. And Tennessee, Florida. 58 and a half seems like a huge number here. I'm going under. I mean, I, I don't I don't think Tennessee's offense is anything to be excited about. Like Joe Milton has looked fine. No, they probably haven't put up as many points as they should have, or he hasn't put up as many touchdowns as, as you could have against the teams they've played. And Florida, I mean, I don't know how well they can score. Graham Mertz hasn't looked good there. So the under just makes sense to me at that at that 58 and a half stage. I like that. 
And that's your whole slate? That's it. Those are All mostly right. just math picks. I just punched in the numbers and said these ones. Math. And the math is math in there. I like it. Um, all right. So what'd you have in mind for fantasy? Go pick up uh Puka Puka Laduka in every league, right? Yeah, Puka Laduka is a must grab. Always has yeah. been, always will be. Yeah, he went for I actually big. I tried to grab him in our uh in our dynasty league make. like a few our weeks dynasty. ago and he was gone already. I was like, oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I tried to I, I think I have some waivers in for him in most leagues, uh but yeah, but Puka Laduka, the, let's just take a look at the waiver wire and just talk through it. Yeah, um, he was really the only one. A lot of people are going and uh, trying to grab like Tyron Williams. Uh, don't really love that as much. Um, yeah, uh, a lot of people overreacting. I try not to overreact to week one. Uh, Justice Hill is obviously a if you can go get him, go get him. Uh, JK Dobbins out for the season. Uh, Joshua Kelly. I think I think that's an overreaction there, uh, just because there were so many plays in the game. Uh, but Joshua Kelly has been one of those guys who, if you go grab him, he's just going to disappoint you. Kendrick Bourne and New England. New England offense looked pretty good. Hunter Henry looked good. Bourne looked good. Uh, Juju looked good. But that just seems like a, a very inconsistent offense. But I mean, if you have somebody you're willing to drop, he might be, he might be a viable add. Sure, because I'm sorry, keep going. I was gonna say he might be a, a, a valuable add, but I wouldn't go out there and spend a bunch of fab on him or nothing. Um, but yeah, if you can afford to drop somebody, he he might be somebody worth looking at. Uh, did you say Chuba Hubbard? Yeah, I feel like he'd be worth a, like he got a lot more touches than I was expecting him to. I think he might be worth a gander if you need running back help. Yeah, uh, and don't go don't go dropping somebody that you have a lot you had a lot of faith in coming into this season yeah. over week one. I mean, that's the biggest mistake you'll see is oh I love this guy, but he didn't do nothing week one, so I'm gonna go drop him for some guy who went off, and then somebody else goes and grabs him off the waiver. And then you're week 10 of the season. You're like, damn it. I drafted that guy. And he's the eighth best player at his position. And the guy I picked up hasn't done shit since I got him. So oh, don't overreact too much. Don't go spend all your fab. But Puka I was going to say sure. Rashid Shahid. That's it. That, that guy. He was one of my sleepers. Six targets from Derek Carr. The chemistry seems to be there. The snap counts seem to be there. I think he's a guy worth having. Like I just yeah, I drafted him in a, in a lot of leagues. Um, I, I'm just looking at I'm looking at my the league that I have that has the most standard like benches and yeah. roster construction. So it's like it, it, in most leagues, I think the waiver wire should it should go along these lines. Romeo Dubs is another one who you might want to might want to target if uh, no Christian Watson if you believe week. in that Green Bay offense. I don't know how his targets are going to keep looking after Christian Watson gets back and if Jordan Love comes down to earth a little. But he put up Roshan Johnson. Oh, Roshan Johnson. I mean, so to be fair, some of that was garbage time, but he did look good. And I think his opportunities are only going to grow. I mean, I drafted Roshan Johnson in multiple leagues. Um, Zay Jones as well. People forget yeah. Zay Jones was Trevor Lawrence's favorite target last year. And the, the chemistry is real. Yeah. Um, let's see. Another one, Zach Moss coming off uh, injury. 
Deion Jackson did not look good for Indy week one. Um, Evan Hall didn't look good. They like both those guys a lot coming into the season. Zach Moss, one of those guys who never really put it together in Buffalo, but he's going to get his opportunity this week. So uh, if you can get him, maybe go get him. But you get two weeks till Jonathan Taylor comes back. And if this team keeps playing as well as they are when Jonathan Taylor comes back, I think I think you're going to get a fully healthy Jonathan Taylor, right? Geared up and ready to go. So, um, but at the same time, you could get if Jonathan Taylor ends up getting traded or something, you could have a, a valuable backup there. So, I think I think Zach Moss yeah. is worth doing if you can. Yeah, I definitely think so too. He he did come back from his broken arm. I realized after last week's show, uh, just in time for the game. Um, and then uh, Jacoby Myers looked good in that in that Raiders offense. Jimmy G looked good. We didn't really talk Raiders, but what a win by them. Yeah, I mean, I didn't catch any of that game, but like... I didn't either. They're on them. I saw some highlights. And, uh, oh, got, I knew it they, half. They got, they got the Bills this week. I, I might like the Raiders plus eight and a half in Buffalo. I think the Bills are bouncing back. Um, Rashi Rice, last one I'll say. I mean, I think that, yeah, everyone knows that one. Gone. That one's pretty I obvious. Think got, but... I think you got drafted in most of my league. Yeah, uh, I'm just looking at the way rise of the league I'm in. Like I said, with the most standard roster construction, and he's yeah. available there. So if he's available for you, consider it. But yeah, I still need a receiver. Yeah, um, but I think, I think that's about it for me. You got anything else this week? Anything else you want to touch on? Um, Are we firing Ryan Pauls? Uh, nah, not yet. I I don't know. I've never been as high as everyone else on polls, but like I don't have a real reason not to be either. I just well, they were been some, firing him. That one's closer than polls, I think. But um, no one's getting fired till the end of the season. There's still 16 games. Let them play it out. Let them see if, if they can fix it. All right. Well, I think that'll do it for us. I'm Jake. Make some money. You can find me on Twitter at Damian56. Quentin, you can find him on Twitter at Buckistat. Let's make some money. And whatever you do, don't sleep on them texts. Don't do it. Adios.